0: inform, advocate, and involve seniors in discussing important social issues. In short, these podcasts will help us. You, in creating an age-friendly city for Vancouver today. Tomorrow the world. You can hear us everywhere podcasts are heard. Good afternoon and welcome to Powered by Age, the senior-led podcast sponsored by the 411 Center in Vancouver and beyond. Today, we have a special treat. We are celebrating Black History Month. We have four wonderful organizations that have collaborated uh, to come together. And it is going to be, we have a queen with us. We have a doctor with us. We have a woman whose name is Comfort, who is a source of comfort and joy. And uh, we're going to, what we usually do right at the beginning is we have the people that are on briefly introduce themselves. As other people come on, they won't introduce themselves. But I'll start with um, Neil and and, and uh, Leslie, who are two of the peer leaders within our group that sometimes help broadcast, help interview people, etc. And then uh, I believe that Dr. Charles is facilitating the group so he will introduce himself. Uh, also, we have another person that will be introducing themselves, my sister joined us, so we'll start with uh, Neil. Yes, Neil Ryan, Um, I used to pretend I was a
1: businessman until I retired and uh, then I wrote a book. Leslie? Yes, hi, I'm Leslie Hebert from New Westminster. Uh, I'm also a writer, I write short stories and poetry, currently working on a memoir, a travel memoir of a trip I took to Japan, and I'm also, I teach English as a second language online, and I have a claim to fame. Um, As a child, I grew up in South London on a street called St. Agnes Place, and after I left, it had a very famous resident, Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lillian? Good afternoon,
0: everyone. My name is Lillian Bate and I am Charlotte's little sister. I am coming to you all from Nellville, Georgia. I am a certified teacher, and I have been putting programs together for children for the past 27 years. I'm sure she has told you all about my latest adventure where I'm trying now to connect grandparents to grandchildren as part of a literacy program. That I host every Monday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where grandparents and grandchildren come together and just have fun Mm -hmm. while learning and reading. Okay, and now I believe for this illustrious group, Dr. Charles will introduce each of the organizations and then facilitate the presentations. Oh, one other of our regulars, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Chris is joining
1: us and uh, will introduce herself, please. Uh, My name is Chris Morrissey and I am Uh, a member of Britannia Community Center and a member of Quirky, the Queer Imaging and Writing Collective for Elders. And I too am attempting to be a writer, writing a memoir. So that's my latest attempt at writing.
2: And now the real, again, Dr. Charles. (laughs) Hi, my name is Dr. Charles Priest and I'm an academic and a community organizer. Um, I'm representing four organizations, uh, the Ghanaian-Canadian Association of British Columbia, uh, the Great Lakes Networking Society of British Columbia, African Stages Association of British Columbia, and the Africa-Canada Education Foundation. We have decided to come together this year to organize one big, hopefully successful event, uh, the theme is 95 years of Black History Month, Celebration and Reflection. So we are going to be talking about our events today. And um, yes, that is us. And would you introduce each of the presenters? Okay, so uh, we have uh, Mama Comby, uh who is the Chief Executive Officer of Great Lakes Networking Society of BC, and uh, Madam Comfort Arrow, Artistic Director of African Studies Association of BC.
3: Thank you, Charles.
2: You're welcome.
3: Well, tell us about yourself, ma'am. Oh, myself. Yeah, my name is Kombi. I was born so many years back in Kenya, which is in East <laughs> Africa.
2: <laughs>
3: and uh, it's on uh, Equator. I moved to Canada in 2006, and um, I live here, and I'm happy to be with you, to meet with you, to talk to you, to see other elders, because I'm getting old, and I am learning now that I can join and start writing a book, because everything has always been written by, uh, by somebody else on our behalf. This time, I'm going to learn that I can write a story for me, by me, and I'm happy. (laughs) Thank you.
4: Okay. All right. So, I guess it's Comfort now. Comfort's done. Uh, Hello everybody. My name is Comfort. It's my dad that gave me that name. I don't know why. I happened to be the first girl in my village. My father uh, was the chief of that village. And he sent me to school when it was very unpopular in most parts of Africa to send girls to school. Mm. And um, I was the only girl, at first I was the only girl in the whole school and everybody was... Oh, all the boys didn't like me. They said, you should go home, go home, until somebody, uh, one of the teachers started teaching us stories, started, started collecting the community stories and telling us. Ah, that kept me in school because I was first running away. Then I, I, I went to school, became a teacher, a, a French teacher by profession. My students were running away from French when the government made it compulsory that we should teach French and English as means of communication. I resorted to French, to my storytelling. We used to storytelling, little storytelling, to teach the language. I don't want to keep going on and on and on. And I came to Canada. The same thing happened here. There were children who said they were bullied, they didn't want to go to school. We got them together in Burnaby, here, in, 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 uh, in Burnaby there. And then we started using storytelling and then helping them with their homework and all that. And then I moved on to Surrey and said, I want to rest. I didn't want to continue, but the community came again, mainly the women, they said, please start something with the children. They are still like that. So we started the homework club using storytelling again and the singing and all. They, the children really benefited from it and it helped them a lot in their work. They, many of them have been writing me as to where they are at after finishing their degree course or college courses. So that's why I stuck in there and said we must continue with this program. So, that's it. Thank you.
3: Thank you for comfort. All right. Thank you.
4: Tell us
0: too also, Dr. Charles, about your academic and other work that you do.
2: Well, I am a professor, I teach sociology currently at Alexander College, and um, I am um, also an author, I've written a number of books, uh, I'm also an immature poet, I dabble in poetry, um, I used to write a lot of poetry long ago, but then I had an accident, my room caught fire, and I lost all my bones, yeah. and I got so disappointed, <laughs> and I put away my poetry for a very long, long time, and now I'm starting again. So I've written a few poems, you know, during the past five years. Um, And I am a community organizer. I work with the African Cities Association as the executive director. I serve as an advisor and a resource person for African, um, the Great Lakes Networking Society, APRO. Positive Network Society of BC, the Ghanaian-Canadian Association uh, of which I bubble as the current president. So I I am um, a person who, yes, I believe in community-university collaboration, I believe I'm a Pan-Africanist and I want to do everything to ensure that our communities get together. And work together, and improve, and lift one another up. So that has been my philosophical, you know, um, linchpin, as it were. Um, and so that—that that is me, yeah. And it is because of this, this um, philosophical orientation, that I brought together these four organizations to organize uh, this year's Black History Month event and uh, the planning is going on, going on very smoothly. Uh we've got a number of speakers, uh including the keynote speaker, Dr. Arikana Shimbuhore from the USA. She is, she is the former um African Union ambassador to uh the US. And um we also have Dr. Miska Asahoon from Ethiopia. She's a medical doctor and indeed also a beauty queen. So she combines brains with beauty. So she's, she's one of our speakers. And we have, you know, poets, Dr. Neil from the USA, um, and then, you know, local artist Ezra. Um, Madam Arrow will also be telling a story or stories. And we have a number of um, MLAs and MPs, including the Secretary to the uh, Premier, attending our event. And the event is on Sunday, February the 28th. And I'm taking this opportunity to invite everybody to join us via Zoom. So you click, you go to African Stages or Great Lakes Networking Society or Uh, the Ghanaian Canadian Association, and you click on their Facebook and you find all the information there. You can either join through Zoom or Facebook. Um, It's going to start at 10 a.m. and it will end at 3 p.m. It is a, you know, a packed event. star-studded, and I might say, dignitary-studded a lot of people from all walks of life uh, participating in what appears to be or have, looks to be a very exciting show, we have speakers and presenters from Africa, from Kenya, from Ghana, or participating with cultural performances.
0: Okay, and so I believe you're going to be sharing some elements of your program with us today. Certainly I can do that.
2: Yes, yeah, so um, I can sing a song and I'm going to tell the context of the song. Uh, when I teach um, a theory called self-fulfilling prophecy, I sing this song to my students to contextualize and explain uh, that theory to them. So uh, the song goes like this. <laughs> Boss, mye boss, mye What the song means is that you have accused me of having done this particular thing, and I've told you repeatedly I never did it. Now I am going to do it and to hell with you. All right, so that is the song. I learned it when I was a very small child in the village, and I loved. I used to sing it all the time. Sometimes as a sense of defiance. All right, <laughs> when somebody's getting on my was getting on my nerves, I would just sing it. Okay? <laughs> yes. you need to
3: teach me that song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> I think it's Madam Eros ten to tell. I mean to sing a song.
4: To just call me to sing a song here?
2: Oh, I I Uh, I, I think I told you. (laughs) You uh, no,
4: that I would uh, that I would tell a story. That's all right. It's okay. okay. um, It's
2: okay. It's
4: okay.
3: okay. A story is good.
4: All right. Oh, so you want a story now? And I would tell, I'm from Nigeria. Uh, um, the West African region has, they all have uh, similar stories. For the Ghanian, they have Anansi the spider. And um, he features, Anansi features in almost all the stories in West Africa. In, so Anansi the spider was uh, very selfish, and um, sorry, I'll start it as I start my story. "To you, yeah, 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 bo." You all reply when I say "To you," you say, yeah, 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 to
3: you,,
4: yeah, you means I have a story to tell. And yeah, 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 yeah. Bo means tell it quickly. We are listening. Oh. And this is about Anansi and, and wisdom. And I know that the Ghanaians here know that story very well. Anansi the spider was just thinking one day and said, Ah, I want all this wisdom around here to be mine. So he started gathering it where he sees a gathering of people who were talking about something that was nice and white he will collect it and put it in his gourd a gourd is uh, i don't know how to describe it it's a plant but it has it bears fruit and then you can remove the seed and use it to fetch water or put palm wine in it it's very useful oh sorry sorry oh that uh, Um, So, uh, Nancy decided to go around collecting all the voices of wisdom and their wisdom and put in the gold and he would seal it. And then he, he decided to go and hide it on top of the tallest palm tree around. He didn't know that one of his sons was watching from nearby. He started climbing the palm tree. He put it first at his back, then later put it in front. He was struggling with it. He didn't know how to put it so that it wouldn't break when he was climbing the palm tree. And the son kept watching him. Then the son broke out in a laughter. (laughs) He was very shocked. Who is that? And the son came out and said, I am the one you don't know how to climb the palm tree and now you are carrying the uh, the god you are carrying it in front it will break as you as you climb the palm tree and he said who are you why did you come here get out of him. as he was doing that angrily his hand hit the god and the god broke it fell down. It's, it's like, uh, what would we, we use during Halloween? What do you call that fruit um, place during the Halloween? Pumpkin. pumpkin that gourd is a, like a pumpkin, but it can be very huge in some parts of Africa. And you can dry the outer the part and then use it to drink water. Put anything you like in it and you cover it. So, as um, Anansi was angry with his son and, and wanted to hit the son, and he didn't know that he was going to hit the god, and the god broke into several pieces, and all the wisdom he had in the god all went some went to america some went to europe some went to africa so that's mm-hmm. why we all have wisdom today <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks that's just a short story <laughs> uh, i'm sorry i didn't uh, remember to get a bit but this is a very
3: popular story everywhere thank, and, thank, thank you i and uh, now now sister Comfort has made me remember an an old story. And I'll say, (laughs) this old story is about uh, the the wisdom of a woman. There was hunger long time ago. And this family of nine kids, a husband and a wife, uh, starved to death. So they started looking for a way to survive. And there was some very narrow road that they followed. There, There was a smell of food coming from that small narrow road. So they went. When they went, they got inside there, there was a big village with the, all, all sorts of food. So they said, oh, we are dying outside there and we have food here. So they, they went in and the, the people that were there, they were not people. They were just like uh, like huge, scary animals. And these scary animals saw the human beings and said, oh, where are you from? And they said, we are from out there, and we are hungry, we don't have food. So they said, oh, welcome, eat, and then show us where you, you live. So they, they went in, they ate, and they said, this. we shall show you where we live. So they walked up to the village they live. And this huge animal said, oh, this is the meal. This, this is what we are now going to feast on. So they went at night. They told the husband, we want to eat every day we want to eat a kid your child every day Mm. so they dance and dance and dance and dance so the woman the woman came and said i want to save my children and the husband didn't know that so the woman went uh, uh, outside the house and dug a very a very deep hole and that is where she would put all her children there and what she did she went to the forest and started harvesting things and mixing these things and she came and put them together that something looked like a human being and she cooked it it was so good so these huge animals came and tested the first kid and oh this is good this is good and this woman took her first kid and went and hid in that small hole outside there and the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and now herself when it came to herself because she's big she still went out and made something too big that looked like her and she went and, and did the same. And then she ran to to go and hide herself too. The husband did not know what was happening. The husband was just like oh, my kids are gone, my wife is also gone, now I am ready now to jump in this hot, hot water then I, the, 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 I will be cooked and these people will feast on this huge animals will feast on me. And then when the, the, the wife had the arguing and he's also thinking he wants to jump in the water and then oh, oh it's too hot uh, he goes back he jumps again it's too so he's struggling and then the wife came out and said, what are you doing no i i want to jump well, where are you from so they okay before we argue come 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 so the wife hurriedly went out and did, did the same made that huge thing went cooked it and put in a, in, in a pot. So when these huge animals came, they feasted saying, oh, we have now finished the whole village. And the, the wife went back and told the husband, these are our kids and here we are. And then the husband was, how wise were you? How wise? I didn't have this. So as much as we can say, uh, we are human beings and we want to give so much to the to, to the our husbands, we also have something as women to give. And that is something that I learned that, that it came from uh, a, a woman to save
2: the family. Thank you.
3: Nice.
2: <laughs> um, can I also tell a story?
0: Yes, please. Yes, those were wonderful
2: stories. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. So, um, the reason why the spider, Anansi has no head. All right? (laughs) It's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) Now, Anansi, the spider, is a very, very guileful and selfish, indeed, narcissistically selfish, you know, person. Um, One farming season, or harvest season, Lion, who was um, a a young farmer, had too many yams that season and so after the harvest he went around he went and eat the gong gong around and said look i have too much yam and i want somebody to come and eat the yam the extra yam for me and that person will give him a prize and that prize is going to be a nice hair cut <laughs> okay and Anansi, being the greedy person, came forward immediately. Yes, I will eat your yam for you. So Anansi started eating the yam. And within a few weeks, he had finished the yam. So um, Lion said, okay, it's haircut time. So he sat Anansi down. He used the shell, the shell of a snail as the scissors and he removed all Anansi's hair put some smeared shea butter on Anansi's hair to look so shiny right and told Anansi to come back the next day and Anansi was wondering you've taken off removed all my hair what again what haircut again do we have to do but Anansi had no choice he had to come back the next day now the next day I removed all the skin. <laughs> 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 the smeared uh, the uh, shea butter on Anansi's skull. Now Anansi was hurting. Anansi had to do something, otherwise he realized he was in danger. But Anansi knew about um, a yewju, a medicine man, right nearby, and went and told the medicine man his predicament. So the medicine man said, "Don't worry. I'm going to hide you somewhere, and when lion comes, I'm I'm going to deal with him." As soon as um, Nancy, I mean, after that, the uh, medicine man conjured anansi into a corn, a corn seed, right? And the cockerel in the village swallowed the uh, the corn seed that's anansi As soon as the cockerel swallowed the concede of lion lion came to the gate of the, the medicine man's um, village. He kept knocking, the village man, I mean the, the medicine man opened the door and he said, "Lion said, I know Ananse is here. Get, get him out right now. He needs to... we need to finish his haircut. We need to finish his haircut. Get him right now. Otherwise, I'm going to beat you up. So there was a fight between the medicine man and lion. Now, Anansi was watching the fight from inside the tummy of the And at a point, the lion was overpowering the medicine man. So Anansi started running commentary. The what? Well, I didn't know that you are such a weak fighter. He was telling uh, the, the medicine man, "If I were you, I would hit lion this way and hit him this way." So, um, the medicine man said, "Oh, you ungrateful great! So you you are insulting me that I can't fight. Well, if you if you can't fight, you can fight, Come and fight your own fight." So the medicine man conjured anansi from the tummy of the cockerel, and lion said, "Sit down for." haircut day number three. So now, um, Lion removed all the skull from Anansi's head. Anansi was without a head. All right. The lions again smeared the the skull or the (laughs) the headless, uh, you know, the, the skull and said, come back the next day for another haircut. Nancy said, oh my God, what am I going to do? And Nancy knew about another medicine man somewhere. So he went to that man and also told him his, his, uh, his treatment. Well, this time, the medicine man turned Nancy into a broom. Okay, a broom. And as soon after that, lion came and the fight ensued again. And the same... You know blaming of the medicine the second medicine mother is uh, such a weak a weak fight and things like that so this person also reduced an answer, answer the haircuts continued now nancy had no head whatsoever and then ran to another person this time is an old lady a wise old lady very powerful old lady and this old lady had a lot of hair covering all her body. So when Anansi came to the gates okay, of the old lady's house, he was knocking, knocking, but the old lady couldn't, the old lady couldn't hear him. Anansi knocked and uh, so loud, he said, oh, are you deaf? Can't you hear me? <laughs> he kept knocking until the old lady suddenly had Anansi and she raised her head like that, head like that. And then Anansi got frightened, went back. The old lady said, oh, just come. Come and tell me your story. So I told the old lady the story. And the old lady said, no worries. I'm going to deal with, with lion when he comes. So lion came. And then the old lady commanded, or commanded, all right, or is it commanded or commanded? Commanded a sheaf I mean, a knife, in the corner of her, of her, her room. And said, a friend. Then the knife flew out of the sheep and went and cut lion into pieces and bent lion into ashes. Now, when the knife finished cutting uh, the lion, cut the lion, he already said, "Ajubrel." And then the knife went back peacefully, quietly into the chief. Anansi observed what happened. The next day Anansi went to town and started announcing, announce, I'm inviting all of you, all the animals to a fight. I alone, I'm going to fight all of you. Now the animals, they were all sneering. So, Who are you, Anansi? What can you do? do you don't look at you. But Anansi, the animals, okay, let's give them the benefits of the doubt. So on one bright Sunday afternoon, Anansi met the, all the animals in a very big open uh, park and commanded or conjured the, uh, the knife, the only lady's knife. The knife came and slashed all the animals into pieces and burned them into ashes. Now, unfortunately for Nancy, he had forgotten that after the knife finished cutting the lion, the old lady said, I do Nancy had forgotten. But Nancy kept saying, Afrang, from. I'm from. the knife was coming towards Anansi. Anansi Apart from the knife, the knife came and then cut Anansi into pieces and bent Anansi into ashes. So that is the story. The morale is that greediness doesn't pay, boastfulness doesn't pay, and the reason why Anansi has no head is because of his greediness. That is my story <laughs> thank you charles
4: mm-hmm.
0: i've heard many anansi stories but i never have heard that one and <laughs> understood why he doesn't have a
4: head does it is it he, he the head he doesn't have or hair, head,
2: head. hair? H-E-D. H-E-D, yeah. he has no head, no he, head. Has no he has no hair no, hair he used to, we used to have hair, a head like like our head now right Oh have a head. All right. Like human
4: hair. Like
2: shaving, but I mean, <laughs> the cutting of the head, removal of the skull and everything by lion.
0: Wow. <laughs> Do you find that these stories I know uh I think Disney, someone did a book and was comparing Alsop's fables with the Anansi stories. Do you know today, in schools, are children here in Canada being told any of the Anansi stories and what the fable or what it means?
4: yeah, Yeah. yeah, they they are being told. The the children, I I have told stories in many schools. And um, Anansi is popular in Ghana. Ghana and maybe Guinea, but in some other areas, we use the tortoise or the hare, the rabbit uh, as popular characters. In mm-hmm. And many of them, many children have been, they have been uh, they they love the stories. They love though this one by doctor that is so long and has so, <laughs> many, so you have to so summarise it uh, because if you are telling to children, I mean, right. Uh, so uh, we we have some books. Many of the books uh, that I have some storybooks on Amazon and many people call me to say how well the children like it, how the children like the stories in it. Um, but when we are, maybe I should keep that to myself, but it's the doctor at that day that uh, if, if the story is long like that and you're telling it to the young people, you have to shorten it and the part that are not good relevant, for yeah. children to listen to, you have to to polish it up yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that is up to you anyway. Everybody does the story the way they like. So thank you.
0: we Leslie had a question.
1: But actually, listening to the stories, um, I'm also thinking about the Br'er Rabbit stories. Are, are they connected to these Anansi stories in any way?
4: The Br'er, Br'er Rabbit? Br'er Rabbit, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, they, are, they
4: they feature in African folktales because they represent a at, at, times, the very sluggish one, like the tortoise, like the rabbit, has uh, he he hops most of the time instead of running like the lion. Mm -hmm. So they take them as the downtrodden uh, animals or representing characters that are downtrodden. And the lion and the giraffe and all those are the bigger bully
1: animals. Yeah, I'm thinking about the Dis- this Disney stories that feature Bear Rabbit. He always seems Did to you- be like a trickster. Yeah, he can yeah, be a, a trickster. trickster yes. He can be, be
4: mouse, he yes. can also come out as a, as somebody with intelligence. We we have a story of a, the lion wanting to know who will rule the jungle after his death, And uh, all the animals, uh, he gave them a staff to throw and count one, two, three, to ten before it drops. All the animals failed. Only the bear rabbit came along, hopped along. And instead of counting one, two, three, and the stick falling, the rabbit counted. He threw it up and said, five plus five, ten. So when we leave the telling table in the school, then we say, you see, there are many ways of getting number 10, which are the way it's 5 plus 5, 2 times 5, and 3 plus 7, and so on. So it's up to the teller to, to modify it to suit the audience. And, and it, some people have said that Disney, in using
0: those characters, those were African stories that people told, but the, in putting it under the Disney mantle, it made it seem like they came from Disney, but these were uh, yeah, stories.
4: Because, um, They said, if um there's a proverb in my place, in Benin City, the old Benin Kingdom, um, there, there's a proverb that, if you, own, if, if you own the cloth and you call your cloth a rag and use it to rub the ground, the person who doesn't own it might take it and use it to make a crown or something so it's like that um, when, even in my country, when I tell stories to my French students, we use stories, they say, "What are you doing with stories no, without trying to sit down and find out what usefulness are these stories to the children and and work with them. And at the end, anyway, they found, oh, the children were winning awards, the French government award, they sent them to France and all that. They acted all this uh, t- story of uh, the, what did you call it, uh, Charlotte, of the rabbit, the rabbit, the tortoise, Anansi. You used it in stories and acted it while speaking in French. It helped them a lot in language learning. So it's it's up to us to, to polish it. You don't have to remove the... The, w- what do you call it? The, the lesson. The lesson we are learning. Telling that story, we won't remove it, or we can, like, um, the, and uh, Madame six o four seven eight nine. seven, eight, nine. Uh huh. If I were telling it, I won't say they cut off the head. No, no. If I want to tell it to, to tell it to children. It, yeah. it, I won't do that. But they can do something mean to the tortoise. Mm-hmm, <laughs> they mm-hmm. can tear off his clothes
3: or chase yeah. him away and all that. <laughs> yeah, that is good land. Just yes. to add on this, oh, this, Disney and, and our people, stories that are taken from Africa and, and and made it to belong to another person, it's not so much has been taken enough from Africa yeah yeah uh, we, we said it, we,
4: yeah, we have we said ha- it now that yeah. let's stop complaining let's yeah. do it ourselves yes if, ourselves. if they do that then you can do your own that story of uh that kenya they they put into a movie i've forgotten the title the boy who was the main character died recently it's it is oh story. um and oh, black panther yes black panther Don't. Don't look at it that's exactly how it should be yeah uh-huh. yeah so the the, the 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 character the character probably was a different character in kenya or yeah. in, in, in africa but they found a way of making it that when you do bad you get bad you do good you go, and it's a movie mm-hmm. We can't be telling those stories exactly the way if it is if it is um, if it were long long ago when I was like about four or five listening to story. They say, "Oh, he came and he cut off the head of the turtle." No, these days we don't do that again. We you don't tell your child and they cut the. The child might like a turtle or, or, or a monkey, and then we are putting that in their head. It's not very okay. Mm. For me, no, some
1: I of the European fairy tales that's... are pretty dark. Pardon? <laughs> some of the European fairy tales are pretty dark. There's a lot yes, of violence in yes, them too. But, uh,
4: whether Europeans are dark or not, oh, it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. I, I will not have told, I told my children so many stories when they were small. There are some, when I see what, what was used there to punish the, the villain, I, I change it. I told, tell them, oh, they, they went to pluck fruits and they didn't share with him again. And that's better than, and they cut his head off. No.
0: I think you are also relating to something about uh, games. A lot of the games that uh, children That's are playing, they end with murder and violence. And people no. have said, well, it's just a game. So I think in adjustment to the times that we can always adjust stories. But the other issue that uh, you raised and other people have raised, we, we I was introduced, I mean, interviewed a musician who was talking about music, a lot of music like blues and jazz, that there are people that come and they listen to the music and because they have access to licenses or they have access to studios, they bring that music back out as their own. And so that's one of the criticisms that's happened with uh, a few of the animations that uh, Disney as as an enterprise has taken stories that are based in Chinese culture, indigenous people's culture, black people's culture, and when they respin it, it's respun as a Disney story. It doesn't give you anything of the roots or the credit to the people that those stories originated from. So I think, yes, we do. We have a lot of rich stories and giving them new spins or things that can give uh, a relationship to something currently happening. Oh, there was something else that... Um, Queen Mother mentioned about your bringing together this organiz- this event, four organizations collaborating, because sometimes people say why is there a Nigerian and then a Jamaican and all these separate events, but your intention to bring it uh, collaboratively, did you have any resistance from
3: the anyone in developing a collaborative program? Uh, to, uh, to us, we have had a song that has been sung Africans will never work together. Africans will never come together. So then we are we, we are bringing. To, we are just trying to say, is it true? Like uh, Madam uh, Comfort said, we have to to start doing it uh, mm. to make a difference. So yes. this is when um, a Professor came together and said, why don't we try? Why don't we try to come together and and do it? But we still see um, we have received a lot of. Uh, opposition, uh, even from the funders, why are you coming together and you did not even tell us why I... And then we don't know how to say uh, why we came together. I don't know if they can understand why we came together, but for us coming together is just a step, one step uh, uh, at this time, and maybe tomorrow it will not be four. There are going to be 10, ten groups coming together. We are doing this because of the way... Now that we have so many challenges and we have so many organizations coming up with different ideas, uh, different needs. So if we came together and, and received something small, we can do something together. And then other 10 organizations together to do something different. So to me, that, that is what I would uh, maybe say. I think it's it's a wonderful
0: opportunity for education, and just what you've shared with us today—the the this, this, the stories, the purpose, uh, a different way of recognizing the role of women in that story about you know the the mother making something else, a substitute up for the animals. These are things that people don't know, and so from something from each of different countries, I think really helps because. Um, in some of the interviews we've had with people for Black Lives Matter, I've interviewed other young Black people who said, there's nothing about our heritage, there's nothing about Africa in Canadian history. But yet, you've talked about being here for a number of years and contributing to the history. So I think, or do other people think that this bringing a program together will help people have a better understanding of how Uh, people of different parts of the African Diaspora have contributed
3: to Canada? Maybe the problem there before uh, somebody else, the world does not understand me and you. You come from America. I come from Africa. To them, we behave, we eat, we sleep on trees together. But if they came to learn... That in Kenya, for example, Kenya, just as a country, Kenya, has 42 tribes, 42 st- food, 42 dances, 42 drums, 42, 42, 42. Just that is Kenya. Languages. What about Nigeria? Ooh, what about Ghana? 50, uh, so uh, so 50. if we, if, if somebody, if we can teach the people that Africa, the black people are diversity. They have so much that they they hold, their their values, their their, their beliefs, but they also are different, different in almost everything. Uh, stories will be different, but there are stories because that is who we are. Dances will be different, but we we do dances all of us. Food is something that we all of us do. So if somebody will understand. How an African from the continent is different from an African from America, is different from an African, a a black person who was who who is black but was born in Canada. So that one, they have always grouped us as one without asking us, without knowing exactly what the difference will be or is.
2: Yeah, but in spite of our differences, we are also very similar. We have a similar historical, I mean, history that binds us together. I mean, the similar, you know, continent of origin, we all came from the continent, but humanity as a whole originated in Africa. And so there are similarities. There are many things that, you know, bring us together than divide us. Yes, I'm from Ghana, you're from uh, somebody is from kenya, nigeria and all those things but also our african humanity the humanity of the, Af- the african value of humanity is is a thread that you know links us or binds us all together we've experienced the same colonialism the same slavery the same struggle against colonialism against slavery our cousins were brought forcefully to the diaspora you know share similar pains similar tragedies you know with us and that i say is what brings us together and that should be what should bind us together and move us you know together in unity as we struggle against um all the problems that we face
3: Yeah uh, the similarities okay. when, when yeah when we look at the similarities even in Africa hmm. for example let, let's come let's bring that, uh, that, that like that picture from Africa to the to the first nation here where we live it it is something that was done it was a, it, it was something that was planned it was something that was put there when they talk about reserves here We, 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 in Kenya, we had, we had reserves and with time, they changed those reserves and they said we can't call them human reserves. Let's call them animal reserves, but the reserves were there. Nobody, this is just Kenya, nobody would move from, from Vancouver to Surrey without having that, that card or without having that uh, plate and you are, you are putting a plate in your in your neck in your own country, so it's a pain that we want to let go and look forward. What is it that we want to do and One thing that I'll ask any of us with this skin, let us unite. That is all I can ask mm-hmm. yeah, that's- ah, I think that is a very good way
0: of summing up this time together and we at Powered by Age welcome you to come uh, to any of our our programs. Sometimes during Black History Month, it seems like it's the only time where people want to see Black people, (laughs) but we are here everywhere. So I think uh, coming into this group, not just coming because you're Black, but because you are each have ideas. This is a a podcast for people to share their ideas, uh, talk about things that we would like to see happen to have Vancouver be a more livable, age-friendly city. So definitely, you're welcome to come back and to join us. We have a a program that each uh, Chris, uh, Leslie, and Neil have participated in called SPINS. It's uh, stories, poems, interviews and novelties that are recorded and on our website so uh jesse will be <laughs> contacting you when people share a story here we also bug them about uh are encouraged. encourage we don't bug people we just keep reminding them <laughs> and opening throwing out the welcome mat but you are welcome to include uh stories on our spins and we just uh Thank you so much for the time that you spent today and look forward to hearing your program uh, on uh, a Sunday. Does anyone else have any comment that you'd like to make? Yes, Sister Thank you for the
1: stories. Yeah, I've, I, I've done a lot of traveling and every culture has the stories
0: to share with the children in order to give them a concept of who they are. Yes. And uh, Mm. I have poetry that says that, in fact, that we are all one human being. Mm. So thank you for your stories.
3: Thank you, Nam. Thank you. Okay, so we
0: won't sing the song. The more we get together, the happier we'll be. We'll just know that that's true. (laughs) And I look forward to seeing all of you again next Thursday at 1 and. We can hear each other on all the places the podcast are heard.
4: Thank you. Thank you very much. Mama, Samba.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Jambo, Kwaheri. (laughs) Jambo. Kwaheri. Kwaheri means bye. Bye. I'll
0: just stick to one today.
3: I learn (laughs) one
2: one word at a time.
3: (laughs) Jambo is for you today. Hmm. Thank you. Karibu. Madam, too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Leslie.
4: Thank you for all your...
0: <laughs> Thank you for you all. Mm. I'll see Hello. you again. Bye. God willing. Okay. Well, this has been Powered by Age. Podcasts come to you live, heard over the airways, and... Today, we are just celebrating one of the the last Thursday in Black History Month, but not the last time that you'll be hearing of many aspects of the African diaspora, people of the African diaspora living in, working in, and sharing in the city of Vancouver. I'm Charlotte Farrell, the host and coordinator, and you too can join us. Just send an email to me at pbaafc at gmail.com and we'll get you signed up to take part.